Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week on the podcast, we're on the farm in rural Madison County, Iowa with Matt and Naomi Hupton, founders of Pamel Park Coffee Company. Matt and Naomi are sharing about chasing a dream and why they chose Madison County as their place to relocate and start a family business, and how the coffee they started roasting in their garage has now become a local favorite. So here we go with Matt and Naomi Hupton. Well, we're here today with Matt and Naomi Hupton sitting out here in rural Madison County, Iowa. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Very excited. Well, tell us a little bit about you and your background so we can kind of know what led to this journey here with Pamela Park Coffee Company. So it was about a year ago that uh, we were here camping on the family farm for, it was actually our wedding anniversary. And we had been looking to make a move from Minneapolis to a rural area for quite some time. And uh, we woke up one morning on our little camping adventure and it all just became really clear that this is where we were supposed to be. And, you know, walking, walking around the farm and seeing the beauty of the farm and looking at the house and the barns and all the property here, we just started tossing around this idea of, you know, do you think this is where we could start a coffee roasting business? You know, should we move our family here? And that's that's really how it started, just a, a conversation. Uh, we put our house on the market just to see what would happen. It sold in, was it two days? Yeah. And, you know, full price offer and they wanted a quick occupancy. So we, we turned around and, and started making plans to move our family and our life to Madison County. Wow. Yeah. So we were here first week in May. We sold our house the 4th of July and we were basically completely moved in on August 15th. 18th. Like yeah. August 18th. Um, just a little over a year ago. Kids started school the following week, got a roof on the house and a septic system and, uh, you know, started, started renovating the house and the, the grounds and the barns and making a life here. So this was my grandparents' farm, um, and it had, it's been in our family since about 1917. And my grandfather actually grew up <clears throat> in a different house on the other side, on the, on the gravel road here on the other side of the farm. Um, so we spent a lot of time down here as kids, uh, my brother and sister and my mom. Um, my mother grew up in the house that we're living in now. But my grandfather died about, uh, I guess, eight, nine years ago now. Um, and even prior to that, my grandparents had a house in Winterset. So they were living in town and, you know, they still raised horses and stuff out here, but they had rented the house out um, off and on over the years. But there had really been nobody here living for at least 15 years, I think. Um, we have another cousin that, that farms the row crops here. Um, but there was a lot of work. The house was kind of to the point where 
you know, it was either going to have to come down or, or start to be rebuilt. And, and, you know, the maintenance out here in the country, you know, with the weather <laughs> and everything, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot. So we, you know, right before we, I think they finished the septic system the day before we moved in. Um, so we had a roof and a septic system and running water and that was about it. Um, so we just kind of started piecing the barns back together and, um, you know, that, that was about a month later, I think, that we brought the roaster down from Minneapolis and had it set up in the garage. So we were actually roasting coffee in the garage all last winter before we had our license or anything. So we were basically just, you know, friends and family kind of thing and trying to get the word out to, you know, as to what we were trying to do. Absolutely. So, yeah, while you might be new to Madison County, you are definitely not new to the coffee business. Tell us a little bit about your career, Matt, and how that led to where you're at today. Um, well, I was in school, I think, in um, mid-90s, 95, 96 at, at the University of Iowa. And then I left and came back to Des Moines, and I was actually working um, on a farm about 15 minutes south of here that my friend's family owned, um, still owns, um, and we were making hay, running cattle. Um, he raises a lot of horses there. Um, and so I did that for about two years and I was living in Des Moines, commuting back and forth. And I was traveling around on the weekend, uh, playing music, playing guitar in a, in a West African band, which was all kind of surreal and strange, but that, that's a whole nother podcast at some point. Um, <laughs> anyway, so my friends had started, um, this importing company in Minneapolis around the same time, I think 94, 95, um, and so I had been in contact with them a little bit and, and he, you know, he said, well, if you ever want to come work with us, you know, I'll get you a job working in the warehouse or whatever. And I think there was maybe four of them at the time. Um, so I, I called him up from some bar that we were playing at, playing a gig at, I think it was like Dubuque, Iowa or something. And I said, do you still have that job? And he said, yeah. And so 1999, December, I moved up there. And my brother was living in Minneapolis also, so I crashed at his place for a little while, and then I slept on my friend's couch for a little while, and then we got an apartment. But I started working in the warehouse, throwing coffee bags, and you know we just kind of were trying to grow this business. And they had they kind of got into it at a at a good time when specialty coffee was just kind of emerging, you know, coming from the West Coast and stuff. So. Uh, we just kept doing that, and I worked in the warehouse for about a year and then moved into the office and started doing all the accounting and import traffic, and the company really just grew, um, you know, over the years, and I, I did that for about 18 years. So my background is really on the import side. Um, we would sell, you know, raw green coffee to companies like ours, small specialty roasters all over the place. So when I left there, I think they have, uh, you know, 50 employees today and offices all over the place. So um, that's kind of my background is, is on the import side. But all those years, I was always roasting coffee, either for sampling for the business, you know, for tasting for the business or simply for drinking in the office or at home. Um, and the particular machine that we have here now actually... Um, I had been using since about, I don't know, I don't know what year, 2004 maybe. Um, 
so you know 10 12 years or something i've been roasting on that particular machine so that's kind of the one that i wanted to bring with us and everything just kind of worked out uh real quickly in the end there and <laughs> here we are that's great. Well, coffee roasting really is an art and you've mastered it well because your coffees are amazing. And I really believe Iowa was waiting for something like this. So um, what kind of inspired you to pursue this more with an Iowa audience? Um, well, we definitely saw a little bit of a void. I mean, obviously here in Winterset, there was nobody roasting coffee um, we felt like it was something that we could do, um, from home, so to speak, if we had the space, which, um, we did here. So, um, I mean, for me, it's kind of a dream job and, and everybody that I always, you know, in, in the business always wants to retire on a, you know, a farm and roast coffee. And I mean, it's just, <laughs> if, if you like coffee, it's kind of a natural gravitation in that direction. So. I mean, I think that Madison County as a whole was just ripe for that kind of adventure. There's so much tourism. There's so much beauty. There's so many new upcoming businesses or people who are specifically coming to Madison County who, who might enjoy a really good cup of coffee. So it was, it was about many things. It was about having the space to do it. It was about chasing a dream. And it was about the fact that Madison County had everything we felt like would, would make us successful. We're close to Des Moines. You know, it's got the beautiful covered bridges. It's got all these other amazing um, venues and so much to do. And, and, you know, just people come to Madison County just to see it. And also we're, you know, we're so close to Pamel Park. And for us, um, Matt, especially, he grew up going to Pamel Park as a, as a young boy with his family and his siblings and his grandparents. And the fact that we're right here, it just, you know, that's why we chose this spot. It just it screamed, you need to be here. We're on a, a Covered Bridges Scenic Byway, which is a brand new um, attraction to this area. So it just all, every little single piece seemed to be absolutely right for, for this particular part of Iowa. When we first moved here, we immediately kind of noticed the resurgence of um, some some really cool independent businesses and um, even, you know, a lot of artists um, that had kind of relocated here. Either they'd come back here um, from being gone or they like stumbled upon Winterset or Madison County and decided to set up shop here. Um, you know, you've got the you know, the wineries, um, you know, um, First Avenue Collective, which is a great little um, artist quarter there that um, we do a lot of projects with. But and we just felt like, you know, it, that it could work. And we didn't know. I mean, it was, it's a huge risk, you know, and we didn't, we wanted to do it really small and we wanted to focus on Madison County as our base. Um, and we knew that if we, you know, if we can get the people in this area interested in what we're doing, um, then the rest will just kind of work itself out, you know, but you really, you got to have the community behind you and the other businesses in town, um, 
and we we became friends and met a lot of them right out of the gate um probably because they all like to drink coffee I don't know but um <laughs> they've been so you know they've been super supportive and and we you know we like to do the same for them but without that I don't know I mean I, I the flip side is that we could be completely isolated out here and struggling and you know spending all our money trying to get this business going and and really be you know f failing <laughs> I mean it's 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 still difficult but we're we've been really lucky to um have you know a lot of support and good reception here for our products so yeah. And you've established relationships with a lot of local grocers and businesses and people can either find your coffee beans there or even your brewed coffee. Like I love that the theater in Winterset serves your brewed coffee. That's great. Mm -hmm. Special experience at the theater. So yeah, just we have to, then you brought it up. So we, you know, we definitely got to give a little shout out to the Iowa theater and Marianne Fonts because she was actually the first person in town, um, to serve our coffee. Um, you know, and, and really kind of just supported us. She, she, she got us a, an article with the Madisonian. And, and so that's, those are the kind of relationships that we're talking about. So the Iowa theater in Winterset and then first Avenue collective was actually the first place to sell our retail bags. So, and they've been doing it ever since. So, um, and now they've got those awesome handbags they're doing for us. They're so talented. So you know, it's those partnerships where you can really start to think outside the box. And so um, Sarah from First Avenue Collective takes our, our coffee bags and turns them into these beautiful uh, handbags, purses, uh, you know, little totes. And we partner a lot. You know, the winery carries our coffee. We've done some of these farm-to-table dinners, which are you know, such a such an amazing magical experience because people are coming to really get to know the farmers making, you know, creating the the food that that's on on their plate, and the chefs who take so much time to create a really beautiful meal, and then the coffee to finish it, and so it's all these little special events that make Madison County so unique that we, you know that we really love to be a part of. We also do weddings and special events, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we loved having you be part of our Iowa Farm Dinner, and you got to be um, the dessert feature, so that was fun. <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, you started off by selling coffee beans, and then now that has evolved into other things. So tell us more about that. Um, well, our primary focus, obviously, is the wholesale business um, because we really want to roast very nice coffees for restaurants, cafes, um, but also for grocery stores. And grocery stores are great because it's it's it allows us to get um, these coffees, you know, directly in the hands of the consumer to enjoy at home. So it's a little bit of a of a mixed bag for us right now. Um, all of those lines of business have their advantages. Um, you know, as far as the brewed coffee goes. You know, we started doing that basically at the farmer's market in Winterset. Um, and it's really just the best way for us to put our, our product in front of people. And, and, you know, when they come to the booth and, and you've got four or five or six coffees lined up, we try to make sure that there's something on the table that is going to appeal to almost anyone who is serious about coffee drinking. So, you know, that's the best way for us to sell coffee by the pound um, or, you know, to get new businesses on, on board with us is, is to just have them taste it. So 
that kind of evolved into some of these farm to table things. And then, I mean, we've done all kinds of events, um, you know, at the cidery and the winery and all, you know, basically any place that enjoys coffee and, and, and needs it for an event. Um, at this point, we're kind of willing to, you know, we're like right now we're delivering, we'll deliver air pots in town, you know, um, for other businesses or whatever. Um, you know, if they've got something special going on. And again, it's, it's all part of, you know, the promo for the business. Um, but we also just like sharing really good coffees with people. So, um, it's, it's kind of evolved into that, um, since, since we've been licensed in, in June, you know, to basically get our coffees in front of people. Yeah, that's great. So what has the response been from the locals? Um, the response has been great. I mean, it, you know, it, like any business, obviously it's, it's hard to get your name out. Um, sometimes you don't know even where to start, but for us, like I said, we were roasting coffee, um, in our garage basically. And then we had a little, so we decided one day to put up a little stand on, on the roadside here. Like people sell vegetables. Well, we have coffee, so we're going to sell coffee. And so the kids, would go out there and sell bags of coffee. I think at that point we didn't even have a business name. Um, no, we didn't. We didn't. And so we would, but we we would see a lot of traffic going to the park. This was the end of the summer, going into the fall. Um, and like one of our first customers was ended up being the campground host at Pamel Park, and he's been buying coffee from us ever since. Like he'll he'll come by once a week. He's a good friend of ours, um, Larry Silverthorn. But those kind of relationships that we made in those first few months are really were really you know <clears throat> essential in building you know the business that we have now which is still very 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 small i mean we you know we have about i don't know about 15 real accounts um and so we we kind of hope to maybe double that in the next year um but we started out with just four coffees, um, and I think it was Kenya, Colombia, Farmer's Blend, Farmer's Blend, um, which is kind of our take on a traditional breakfast blend coffee and a Peru. Anyway, we wanted to keep things really simple. Um, it, with these levels of coffee, in terms of um, you know freshness and quality, uh, a lot of roasters um, will will go into a lot of detail about the taste, you know, the flavor profiles and the origin notes, you know, um, with GPS coordinates and anything you can imagine. And we have all that information, but we really wanted to keep things um, simple for the market and also just focus on the actual taste of the coffees. Um, and so as people started to stop by and buy it out of our garage or the or the roadside stand, we kind of got a feel for what people liked in terms of flavor profile, roast levels, that kind of thing. Um, and so we slowly started to expand in order to, you know, give some something for everyone um, in terms of flavor profile. So to answer the question, the, re the reception has been great. Um, and now we're just kind of in that phase where we're trying to go outside of Madison County a little bit and reach out to some, you know, small coffee shops, cafes, restaurants, um, where we're kind of almost hand selecting our client base, um, just kind of based on our mutual, you know, 
goals and and how we like to do business and the relationships are really like at the core of that it's pretty special though you know when you have a customer who loves your coffee enough to take it to their friends and really share about it and be excited about it with you or take it to their chef friends and then a chef gets it in their hands and when a chef comes back and says I like your coffee it's good you know you're doing something right. I mean, that feels really incredible. And we've been blessed again with with friends who have who have taken our coffee up to Des Moines and given it to, you know, the Grateful Chef up in, in the Des Moines area. And, you know, she features it in, in her shop. And it's those those relationships where somebody likes your product enough to say, you know, that this is special. You should check this out. So you know, we're, we're super appreciative of every one of those customers who has um, given us an opportunity and shared with, with friends, family, and the like. I think what she's trying to convey, and it's so true, is that even when we go into a grocery store like um, Hy-Vee and Indianola, you know, I went back there a week later, um, and I think they had sold maybe two bags of coffee, and so I was super nervous um, and we, you know, we have a couple friends over there that, that come here and buy coffee from us. So we thought maybe the word could spread a little bit. Um, but you know, then two weeks after that, you know, they called and said, well, okay, we sold everything, you know, that, that we had put there. And it's just, it, it's really, it, it's kind of exponential because if somebody buys one bag of coffee and they have it at their house and three of their friends come over for breakfast or something, um, that's, it's kind of a, it's really a, like a grassroots kind of <laughs> exposure for us. Um, and that's what, that's really how we wanted it to happen. And so, you know, we don't, we don't really use any gimmicks. We don't really do, I mean, we use Facebook and Instagram for advertising. We don't really even have a, a real website right now. It literally goes to our online store. I mean, these are things that we're going to develop over time, but we just, again, wanted to really focus on really good coffees and roasting them properly and hope that the word would kind of spread. And so it's it's moving slowly, um, but the reception, you know, I, I, I don't think we've had any complaints about our product. And so that's kind of like, you know, and we stand behind everything. I tell the, the, the restaurant owners, the cafes, you know, even the grocery stores, if, if you ever have a problem with any of our coffees, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll address it and fix it right away. So, but that hasn't happened. So there's definitely an educational piece that comes with a specialty coffee roaster coming into your town. You know, we have had folks when we're, we're doing tastings or whatever, when they, they come up to our booth and they, you know, they, they see our pricing, which is is very reasonable um, for the quality of coffee they're getting, but they're comparing it maybe to something like Folgers. And so there's an educational piece, and we say, you know, just try it. You know, let, let me tell you about this origin and what you're going to taste in it and why it's special and, and how you might want to grind it and brew it at home and all those little elements that make a big difference in, in what it's going to taste like. So there's an educational piece. Um, but it's pretty exciting when you have somebody come up to you and say, oh, well, I've always drank this and I'm not going to change. And then they try your coffee and they become a regular, you know, they uh-huh. love it. And, and you, you make a, 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 um, some, a Folgers customer change over to a specialty roaster. I, I would say about, 
half of what we do is education. And that, <clears throat> I mean, that even leads directly into the equipment and stuff that we sell because we, you know, very often we get new customers and they, maybe they've had our coffee at the farmer's market and they buy a bag or they buy two bags and they take it home. And then the next week they come back and they say, you know, I made the, your coffee at home. It just doesn't taste the same. So we get into a long conversation sometimes about, okay, you know, what are you using to brew the coffee? Where's the water coming from? What's the temperature? What is, you know, right out of the gate, what is the ratio that you're using to brew the coffee? Because all of those things are very basic standards that we have, you know, in the specialty coffee industry. Um, But most people just haven't been taught that stuff, you know? So we, we really like to share, you know, the education piece as part of, it's really the best marketing that we have, um, for our product is, is basically educating people what it, you know, how to brew it and how it's supposed to taste, you know, on your kitchen counter. Absolutely. And I love the whole grassroots marketing effort too, by the way, because for me, it's like really fun to be like, have you heard of Pamela Park Coffee Company? You have to try their coffee. You know, so there's just something fun about that. And I think people, really embrace that as well. Well, changing gears a little bit, uh, you mentioned your kids and how you were selling um, coffee out by the road with them, but they are definitely a part of this. And obviously this has been a big transition for them, you know, moving from the city to the farm. Talk about how they're involved in this and what that transition has been like. You know, so when we first told them that we were leaving Minneapolis and, and moving to rural Iowa. It was sort of a mixed bag um, of reviews that we got from the kiddos. But um, they very quickly made the transition and they're thriving in the schools, which is incredible to see, Um, you know, making good friends and all those things that you want. Part of what we were looking for, again, when, when you're making a move of that magnitude is, is a complete lifestyle change. And we lived in the heart of Minneapolis, and so they went from a very urban lifestyle to, you know, four-wheeling th- through the, the prairie grass and, and hanging out with the goats and, you know, all those, those things. And it, it, was, it was something that we really wanted for them to, to have a completely different um, opportunity in, in the country. Um, so in that regard, they've done really, really well. As far as the business goes, that's been really exciting to see, too. In Minneapolis, they would often have lemonade stands. And so when we we made the first little coffee stand and put them out there, that was their business. They stood out there, and they were the ones selling the coffee. Um, Our first customer ever was a young couple from Des Moines who was coming down to Pamel Park to camp. And they said they saw the kids there, and they were so cute, they had to stop. So they, they actually turned around, made a U-turn, and came back when they saw the little coffee stand. And that was our, you know, our very first bag of coffee we ever sold. And I remember as the couple was driving away, the kids were cheering in the driveway. <laughs> and it was just a really fun, special moment um, for us to see them, you know, sell our first bag of coffee and be excited about it. And then ever since then, it's been an ongoing thing where they really, really help with all the different pieces, Um, whether it's working at the farmer's market stand with us or putting labels on the bags. It, It takes a team. I mean, 
you know, they're part of that process. Our oldest daughter, who's the teen, you know, she'll tell me, you know, she, she gives advice on the Instagram posts and the face, you know, Facebook things and, you know, helps us shoot video and all, all those little pieces. Every one of the kids has their piece that they help with. Um, our youngest daughter is a little social butterfly, so you can send her out with samples at Hy-Vee and, and she'll do that. Our youngest, our, our son, I'm sorry, middle, middle son, he can, he can brew coffee. He helps with all the elements. So they're all a, a really key piece of this business. And again, I think that's something that's so special. The community sees that and they want to support a small local family business. So that's been really special to us. Um, is having them be part of our business. I love it. Well, what would you say to someone who's thinking about taking a big risk like you guys did? I mean, you totally transitioned your whole lives. What advice would you have? What challenges have you encountered that um, you've learned from that you might want to share about? Um, I would, you know, as far as advice, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We, we, you know, this is the first time that we've I guess, owned a, a business. And obviously, um, the main thing is that Naomi and I work really well together. So we knew that eventually we would end up doing something like this. Um, and we tend to complement each other in terms of, you know, um, the tasks that we take on. Brains and beauty. Yeah, a little bit of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we also have a, we both have a really kind of a strong work ethic. Like we all, both of us almost always have to be doing something. And so that's really what it takes. I mean, we may not be making a living right now, but we're working 12, 14 hours a day just to keep this business going. And, you know, with the promotion and, and maintaining our existing clients. Um, and so, Personally, my advice, and, and this was kind of part of our plan, was that you really got to start small. Um, don't. I mean, you may have really big ideas, but if you if your business goes into you know all kinds of debt right out of the gate, and and you don't make it, it's gonna you know it's it's gonna be a really big problem going down the road. So, I mean, the finance side of it, um, I guess I would say you know know where your money's going to come from, but don't overextend yourself, you know, and, and try to, to grow at a, at a reasonable pace because I, I've seen a lot of businesses fail, especially coffee roasting companies, um, where, you know, either they, you know, they, they go, they go too big right out of the gate with equipment and this kind of thing, or they, you know, they take out a million dollar bank loan and, you know, it's going to take you 10 years to be able to make that that payment just by growing it, um, organically. So maybe our, maybe our version doesn't work for everyone, but we definitely had a plan, even if it wasn't completely detailed in writing, we knew exactly how we wanted to do what we were going to do. And some of it we make up as we go, um, based on, you know, changes in the market or, or whatever it is. But, you know, we had a, a specific plan and we kind of stuck to it and we definitely wanted to be small, um, and, and grow slowly. Um, and that's kind of where we're at right now. So I would say, you know, in this particular business and with any kind of 
service industry, so to speak, customer service for us is absolutely number one. I mean, next to your product. I mean, that's if, if you treat your customers right and, and, you know, always put them first, I think that in the end things will, will work out for the best, you know? Agreed. (laughs) I mean, I also think, you know, there's, there's an element to, if you have a dream, you just got to go for it and take that jump you know, we, we quit our, you know, quote, real jobs with real insurance and moved our entire family here on the chance that this would work. And we always figured that, you know, worst case scenario, we'd, we'd figure it out. We'd pack it all up and go somewhere else and get, you know, get, get the real jobs again or whatever it took. And so I think that sometimes you just got to go for it because it's what we wanted for so long and we always thought we could do it. You know, we, we had his past experience and some of my past work experience. We just felt like it would really work together well and that we could, you know, we could make it. And, um, so sometimes I think there's just an element of like, take that leap of faith and, and, and really go for it. The worst, the worst that can happen is, you know, you got to start over again. And so what, you know? Yep. Totally agree. Well, what's next for Pamela Park Coffee Company? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, um, like I said, we have probably, you know, 15, what we consider like real accounts, um, wholesale accounts. Um, but we're also selling coffee retail out of this shop um on occasion i think now that the farmer's market is is done for the season you know we're going to try to be open at least a couple of days a week where we do you know some kind of special event or sale or you know um equipment demo roasting demos that kind of thing where we're bringing people in um that's for us that's been kind of the most successful um, avenue for, for getting our coffee out there and, and getting the feedback that we want. So I think we'll increase, um, the traffic here in our shop. Um, but we're going to get a little bit more aggressive on, on the sales side. So, I mean, we're definitely going to be reaching out, um, you know, places like Adele and, and some of the, you know, Creston and some of these other towns that are a little bit further out, um, because we feel like that's really um, our market and that's really what we set out to do. So, you know, in the next year, I think we would like to basically double our, our client list. Um, and at some point, you know, that that might be enough for us. We don't we don't want 100 customers. Um, we want, you know, we want 30 good ones is, is really how we set out to, to do this thing. Um, and we want it to be a family business. I mean, at some point, maybe we have to hire somebody. But, you know, between the two of us and the three kids, um, you know, right now we're roasting, you know, about 200 pounds a week. So, you know, if we if we get to about 500 pounds a week, um, I think we can sustain that for, you know, at least three to five years um, with, with the current staff, <laughs> the family staff. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I mean, you say what's next for Panel Park. I, I, that, that's our plan. But, you know, I getting this building this space and getting our license in June and being where we're at, you know, f- four months later, basically, 
was kind of the best case scenario for us. Um, so we're, I mean, we're really happy with how things are going. Obviously, we're going to eventually need some better financing and this kind of stuff because we have a lot of money tied up in, in green coffee and, and equipment. But um, for now, um, we're just going to continue to grow kind of at a slow, organic pace and really continue to just focus on, on good coffees. Good coffees. Good, good customer coffees. service. Good customers. Yeah. yeah. Keep keep that business plan moving forward. I really, I mean, I love doing some of the special events. Um, I My background is in um, catering and, and that sort of thing. So I, I mean, I can see us doing more weddings and, um, you know, farm to tables or all those really unique events that can highlight good quality um, food and um, coffee. So I, I would love to see us grow that way. We're, we're just really, we're really, we feel so blessed to, to be where we're at right now. Um, and we just want to, you know, keep, keep that momentum going for sure. Absolutely. Well, and I love that you're opening up your farm here too, where people can come and buy coffee and you actually have coffee supplies here too. Yeah. So one thing that we realized right out of the gate, um, especially here in, in Winterset, Madison County, was that, you know, th there was a kind of a, a void and a lack of uh, coffee equipment, even basic good brewers and grinders. You just you really can't find them. I mean, you can purchase them online, um, but we immediately kind of knew that we needed to add that as a, as a part of our whole product line. So, you know, we're an authorized dealer for Bonavita brewers, Barazza grinders, and Chemex uh, pour overs, and for us, those are like, you know, it, it, with those are the three pieces of of equipment, you know, along with nice scales and things like that that you need in your kitchen to make good coffee. Um, and so we don't. It, it's not a it's not a huge uh, revenue stream for us. We don't make a lot of money on the equipment, but it's part of our service and our package to bring people in here and get them enjoying good coffees at home. Absolutely. So what about the customers, our listeners who don't live locally? Are they able to purchase your coffee online? They are. Um, like I said, right now, even our website is pretty primitive, but it's literally pointing to our square store online where all of our coffees are available and the equipment is on there too. So that's honestly one of the, one of the, um, avenues that we want to kind of expand. And our first sales were really online to people that we knew, family and friends all over the country that had heard what we were doing and wanted to try the coffee. And a lot of those people still order, you know, for example, five pound bags. I mean, that's if you're a real coffee drinker at home with a family, um, that's the best way to buy coffee from us, honestly, because you basically get wholesale pricing and it shows up at your door two days later. But we don't we haven't really been pushing the online store uh, quite so much. So that's definitely an area that we want to expand, um, like nationwide. Um, because we feel like, you know, we may not be the greatest coffee company out there, but we feel like our coffees can hold their own against just about anything, um, that's available. So, uh, it's a good way to try stuff, um, and a good way to get some, some good pricing and coffee delivered to your door. How can people follow along with what you have going on and, and let us know the link to your website too? for anyone who wants to buy that way. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Pamel Park Coffee Company. Um, and our website is pamelparkcoffee.com. All right, and we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes so everyone can check those out. 
Well, you guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This was a great conversation and um, it's great to have you as guests. Awesome. Thanks for having us and sharing a cup of coffee with us. Yeah. I loved hearing Matt and Naomi talk about the power of a supportive community and partnerships with local businesses. I've been able to witness that firsthand and it really is a special thing. If you haven't had a chance to try Pamela Park Coffee yet, head to their website and place an order today. The link is in our show notes. Thanks for joining us and we'll be back here next week. Have a great day, everybody.